Say fuck. No, I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> no anchovies and no fucks. <laughs> Come on, mate. That's, that's Come me. on. Can you make me a t-shirt? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science and see if science likes a little bit of anal play. I'm Andrew Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Gibson. G'day. And Cameron Shearer. Uh, yes, hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know you're not going to answer this question. <laughs> but, uh, Chris, a little bit of anal play, what do you think? Science is curious. No, no, you. Oh, me? Yeah. No, 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 no. I thought, yeah, I thought that was your question about science. Why Why can't we all just be honest here? And just, it's, there's nothing wrong with exploring your sexuality, Chris. Uh, look, uh, what people do in the privacy of their own homes is completely up to them and none of my business, and I make no judgments. But no, it's an exit, not an entrance. No, but just a little bit of a tickle around the outside. No, no, Come on, no, don't pretend you haven't. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't you lie to me. I cannot answer that question. I'm going to plead the Fifth Amendment. Okay, fine. Andy. Cameron, you- <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did, I did Look, just beat you. I, there is nothing wrong with a finger in the bum. <laughs> okay. And you would agree with that, Cameron, wouldn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew as soon as I wrote this, I was like, these guys are going to hate this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, everyone's gone really hot. Bring it on. I I can talk about it. Science, curious. I think science probably would try it. Oh, I think so, yeah. Science would like to know if it likes it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think science wants to know its limits in every facet of existence. So you're talking about science testing its ability to accommodate things of various sizings, (laughs) increasing size girths. I I, I wasn't really going there. I was just more thinking if it would just like it in general, just a a digit up to the first knuckle maybe. But you're going for the, you're going for lots of different objects. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I think science science would try it without a doubt. Science would try it. I assume if if the first test passes, it would then try something else. Absolutely. Until, you know, it, decides that's that's enough yeah, yeah. and cameron when is enough <laughs> well i don't know but <laughs> science is limitless so who knows <laughs> great i love making you feel uncomfortable that was excellent <laughs> um all right news from the week christopher gibson do it okay so um as usual lots of news Lots of Gibbo's news. Whoa. Here we go. So, we all know the new segment, Gibbo's Site Countdown. Oh, yeah. Do it. Is it over yet? Here it is. No, no, not yet. Oh, no. Can I beat my 2015 total sites for that year? Can you? So. You mean in this year? In one word, can you? Uh, In Web of Science Core Collection. In one word, (laughs) Christian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, excellent. End of yes. segment. No, no, no. Uh, so what has happened is in the last couple of weeks, both Scopus and Web of Science 2015 sites have gone up. They've both gone up one or two. Wow. So it's actually well, got, yeah, for some reason. How I don't is know that what possible? I don't know. I don't know. It just has. So last week it was 144, uh, Scopus. Now it's gone up to 145. So in Scopus, I'm level. You're level. Right, that's it. 
level pegging. And we've still got about a month to go. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry. Do not worry, guys. I'll let you know when I pass. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, That's yeah, all we want yeah. from you. And what the hell? I'll let you know about Web of Science um, core collection. I'll just keep letting you know. Okay, thanks. Yeah, and when that segment dies, I've got another one lined up. Oh, it's, see, it's weird because you said when that segment dies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have a sneaking suspicion that once... Um, is this going to be as, as big a winner as your last few? People keep people keep stopping me in the corridors and saying, Gibbo, 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 Sites Site Watch. We want more. We want more prepared statements. We want, we want more of you. Gibbo's Site... What's this? Gibbo's Site Countdown. Yep. G-C-C-D. G-C-C-D. That's right. Well done. Is Countdown one word? Uh, it is, yes, actually. G-C-C. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's the name of the segment. So, okay. um, that's really that's it for me. I'm not gonna not gonna dwell Bro. on any more news. Chris yeah. Gibson, you're not yeah. gonna waste any of our time. No, no, I'm gonna let you guys do a bit of wasting. Tell me, now. tell me about your family. Oh, uh, family's good. Uh, I told you about Halloween, didn't I? Recently, I went as a zombie. I think that was on the last podcast. Yeah. Um, kids are keeping me busy. Um, I'm a father. I don't sleep much. <laughs> he just he um, just realised that I get kicked in the face <laughs> a lot yeah. by my kids. And they love me and I love them. And that's oh, it. that's lovely. What a lovely turn yeah. this podcast yeah. took. And shout out to my wife, great supporter of, of this podcast and myself. Does she listen? Joyce Gibson. Not yet, but she, <laughs> <laughs> Not she, yet. she keeps threatening to. She keeps threatening to. So, uh, um, well, Joyce, if you do listen to this, hello from Published Perishable Podcast. Cameron, oh, news yeah. from the week. I've had two papers accepted. Jesus Christ! La- what? Was it last week you had one? No, yeah. two two weeks ago or something. Maybe. You... I can't remember. And it was one... I can't remember, but bloody hell, you've been pumping them out. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm, uh, I'm uh, doing some very good cheesing, um, as, Ooh, as good. per usual. Who's who's the lead author on these? Uh, who's the bread? Who's so, the bread? Uh, I... <laughs> I'll show you how good my cheese is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the lead author in one of them is Abash, uh, recently moved to Brisbane. He's from the University of Adelaide. Oh, yeah, very good. Uh, And uh, I helped him out with some electrochemistry, and that paper is in a a journal with impact factor 15. Whoa, another big one. Yeah, what? so that's pretty good. You had a 37 before, is that right? Science? Oh, yeah, 37. Yeah. Now I think Chemical that was reviews, last time. Yeah. Chemical reviews, yeah. So this is nothing compared to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other one's in RSC Advances. Uh, not quite as high impact factor, maybe two or three. No, it's over three. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Uh, and that one... Very uh, respectable. I don't know the name of the first author. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Cameron, it's happening. Oh. You're turning into a real academic. Oh, yeah, no. well done, man. Well done. Once you start forgetting the first authors, you know you're on your way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In a minute, they'll just be turning up in his yeah. inbox and he'll be like, oh, another one. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Didn't do anything with that. Yeah. So anyway, but what, what, uh, what was your input in the second paper, Cameron? Oh, um, uh, I kind of planned some part of experiment. Very good. Oh, that's so, very good. Uh, um, a Chinese researcher came to visit. Australia, yep. and he said, I have these really long zinc oxide nanorods. Uh, yeah, what yeah, can yeah. I do with them? Yeah, yep. And I said, well, we could do this, 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 or try them in disensitized solar cells. There you go. Uh, and that was my suggestion, and they're actually really rubbish in disensitized oh, solar cells. Oh, excellent. Well done. <laughs> but they did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thus, a paper is born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a final thing, if I'm Ooh, allowed. I'm I, of course. I don't want to do a gibbo. No, there's no. I, well, if he's allowed to do it, you are. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not introducing any new segments, just general news for the week, like I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So, I went oh, and he's saw really a. digging into you today, isn't he? <laughs> oh, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I went and saw a talk this week. I wrote down the person's. Um, I won't say their name, but you can probably look it up somehow. This person is the UNESCO Chair in Materials and Technology for Energy Conversion, Saving and Storage. What a... Has that got an acronym at all? I'm not sure. Oh, it needs one. And so I saw a great introduction to his talk where instead of hearing about the person about to speak, yep. I heard about how the person giving the introduction knows them. And, oh. how, and how much they've worked together in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, so was that, so mm. was that, that can't have been good. The introduction. Was it more interesting? Is no, that what, no, no, yeah? no. It, okay. was, it was terrible. I, I've never seen someone kind of get lost in an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I here? Yeah. They kind of forgotten the point of introducing someone. Yeah. <laughs> Just end up rambling, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, uh, you know, we don't talk too much about um, contentious issues on this podcast. Ooh, give us a contentious um, issue. So uh, they did speak a lot about uh, global warming. Oh, yeah. Um, and one of the things that he was most concerned about was overpopulation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Him and Dick Smith. Yeah. Is Dick Smith con- the, concerned about overpopulation? Those are the two. Yeah, those are the two in Australia. <laughs> Him and Dick Smith. Oh, there you go. Uh, but and and of course, overpopulation will will be very bad for the planet because yep. we are struggling with energy demand. Is mostly what they were looking at. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone asked. Well, okay. Someone asked a terrible question, and someone <laughs> asked a good question. Mm-hmm. Did you ask the good question? No, I. Didn't oh, ask I thought you were going to say. I was <laughs> like Chris asked the bad <laughs> <Yeah>. question. <laughs> Like Chris, you didn't was I there? I don't remember being there. Chris I could have been there. Find time to come to this uh, <laughs> this talk from the UNESCO chair in materials and technology for energy. I was busy. Just I was busy doing tongue. other people's work for them. <laughs> All right. So the really bad question. Do it. He talked about the problem that we can create energy with yep. a lot of things, but our problem with say solar energy is the storage. Yep. So they're talking batteries. And a person put their hand up and they said. What do you think about storing energy in wood? Uh, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> like, like bending wood in potential energy? Like, <laughs> so, I've got no idea. that They could possibly mean carbon dioxide capture in wood. Yeah, I suppose. Or maybe instead of burning coal, you burn wood and then grow trees again. I, I I have this weird mm. suspicion that burning wood does produce carbon dioxide, though. Is that correct? Oh yeah, a little bit, <laughs> just a touch. That's the only way I can think that. that yeah, so that. that's a stupid question. Yeah, that yeah. is a stupid, and really did stupid he, question. Did he lead with that's a stupid question? No, he actually said something along the lines of, "I haven't run the numbers on that one yet." <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good diplomatic answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, I don't know. And the next one is someone asked them. Uh, so he. I can't remember what it was, but he was looking at what we use energy for and mm-hmm. he was saying something like 8% of the world's energy is used in this. Oh, it's in cement making. Um, but So we knew that tiny fact. Yeah. And so someone asked, what percentage of the energy is used in agriculture? Mm. Particularly in meat manufacturing. Mm. And he had no idea. Ooh. He said, I don't know that figure. Yeah, yeah. 
So I was a bit disappointed that he didn't know because it's actually a lot greater than 8%. How, do you know the answer? Did you look it up? Uh, well, I saw it on a documentary. Can we believe documentaries? Yes. And they said 48%. Oh, 48% wow. of the world's energy goes into meat production. Yep. Whoa. But that kind of takes into account the uh, like deforestation and how it yeah. has a negative yeah. effect. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, huge, and I've heard some stat there's a huge amount of water required for each kilogram of beef. And oh, all yeah, sort of stuff. And which is why we're going to go to insects. Yeah, insects, high protein, yep. low energy cost, crunchy goodness. Yep, I've started eating Spring. caterpillars, they're fine, they're good for <laughs> And you. also, but I don't see a problem with it because every human eats six spiders during their life. Mm. And if you eat hot dogs, you eat a lot of rat excrement. There we are. Mm. So insects, not a problem for mm. me. Bring it on. Bring Snort it, on. it. As long as I don't know about it. But you're telling me you, I would have to trick you. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yep. fine. Yep. <laughs> All right. You could say, Chris, there's the possibility of insect protein being in but this But why meat. would I say that if there wasn't any... <laughs> Just to add some excitement to the meal. All right. I mean, every, every time you come to my now, I'm going to be like, Chris... This may or may not have my pubes in it. <laughs> See, I mean, who are we kidding? I'll take that gamble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my news. Mm. Um, at the moment, what at work, we're facing something that every scientist goes through. Oh. Especially every scientist that is reliant on quite high-tech equipment. Oh, breakdown. That is the... There's a number of things just broken. <laughs> uh, yep. And oh. now, now it's before Christmas, right? And a few of these instruments are manufactured and, and maintained in the States. Oh, right so It's a write-off. It's a write-off, right? I've, we've, I've got an intern student and he's using some of these instruments. How long is the internship for, for the student? Uh, it's until... Oh, I should know this. It's until like August... Okay, so they've got a bit of time. That's a long internship. Mm. That doesn't seem fair. What? It's a year. For an internship? Yeah. Well, they get paid. <coughs> Ooh, my voice went weird. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a guilty man's voice yeah, break. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Ooh, I didn't like that. So at the end, end of that year, they, they don't come out with a degree or anything, but they come no. out with uh, experience. Part, exactly, experience. Experience is worth more than money. Can you imagine that? Experience, you have to follow you around and do your bullshit <laughs> for a year, and that's experience. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not. Jesus Christ. Like, Do I have to do your laundry? Is this... Is this yep. All students yep. have to do the laundry of their, the their bosses. experience. Yep. yep. Now, manicure, get, pedicure. Get me a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Trim my bum hair. I wasn't going to go. So what are, you doing, anyway. what are you doing these days then? What do you mean? With all the instruments down? <laughs> yeah. Fuck all. All right. No, I don't know. Like, I've got, you don't know what you're doing. That's no, your news. Fuck that's all. news right there. <laughs> yeah. Doing nothing. <laughs> Things are broken. Doing nothing. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I'm doing. And Australian quarterly articles just been submitted. So that will be coming out in January. Well done. Oh, and it's a, it's a great one, guys. So fucking good. What's it about? There's a word cloud. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Now we know we're serious. You found them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's that? Word cloud, Chris. Word cloud. I know what the cloud is. I just started the using cloud. It. I've just started using the cloud. <laughs> All right. Um, so, gentlemen, the, the forum has been going mental. Oh, you mean we got more than one? I mean, since the last time we spoke, we had one more person. Uh, <laughs> yes! Yes! yes. Uh, yeah. 
Um, AndyMatter.net. Right. Hang on. So I've got... <laughs> sorry? AndyMatter.net forward slash publish parish podcast for us. I check AndyMatter.net at least twice a day. Do you really? I do. I no, do. you don't. I do. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, now, I have got a suspicion. My suspicion <gasps> is... Of who it is. That the, the username is Loz1572. Mm-hmm. Now, Loz... Yep. Is also it's a short common, common name, yeah. For Lauren. Yep. Another common name. Yep. Yep. Go on. Is what? it? Is it Lauren? How would I know? I don't know. She's your wife to be. I thought maybe she'd be like, I've um, uh-huh. done something on the internet today <laughs> on a forum, perhaps. Anyway, if it's not her, that's fantastic because it means that uh, someone else did it, but okay. I think it's her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on so, you, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. But. That means that anyone can post on our forum. Anyone Just, well, can. With the username and password. Yeah. Actually, I changed it so you don't have to do that. Oh, a, few wow. of the com- a few of the comments have been asking for, for a lot of Gibbo's news and Gibbo's comments. And yeah, I like think that. that's. I think they were doing it ironically. <laughs> you know how like you say stuff? Yeah. Um, all right. So one of the questions that I've been reluctant to do because... Lee asked it, Ooh. and then Loz backed him. Loz well, one five seven two backed people. him up. I mean, that's, pe- that's an overwhelming majority of our forum posts. All of the people that hundred <laughs> no, percent. No, not uh, not Doctor Ad- Adam J. Oh Bush. yeah. So what's that? Sixty six percent of the people online mm-hmm. want this question. I would like to know how accurate the movie The Martian is. Mm. All right. Oh mm. God. Hmm. So I think that uh, movies are kind of where Chris and I take over. And yeah, Andy, it is. See you later, Andy. <laughs> yeah, fuck this. Go back, so, relax, and everyone get ready for some quality potting. All right. Oh, so, God. Chris, have you seen the movie The Martian? I have not seen the movie The Martian. <laughs> well, there we are. End of segment. <laughs> but luckily, thanks to the interweb, I've done a lot of reading on the movie and the plot. Yep. And because I know a lot about interplanetary science, uh, I can answer a number of the questions. You mean you know a lot about interplanetary science? That means I have a vast amount of knowledge about science between the planets. Well done. <laughs> you weird. All right. So, Chris, uh, you've probably never seen this, but the major, the reason why Matt Damon gets left behind on Mars is because a massive storm interrupts them while they're escaping. Wrong. Okay, why? <laughs> Wrong. That could not happen on Mars, and the reason is this. The Martian atmosphere is 0.6% of the air pressure of Earth. There is simply not enough atmosphere on Mars to produce any kind of storm that could knock over any kind of structure that we would construct. Oh, Chris, you're knocking these out. Not possible. Not possible. All right. Very good. The next thing is uh, he uses, he adds feces to uh, the Martian soil. And then he grows potatoes. Who's whose feces? Uh, everyone's feces. They they freeze dry the feces. Oh God, Chris, have you ever freeze freeze drizzen <laughs> your? <laughs> I I can safely say I have never intentionally removed feces from my buttocks to do anything with it. Really, no. Chris, no. you know that you know that you don't collect the feces in your buttocks. You let it drop into the toilet. <laughs> Keeping them there. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt Damon must have collected it, yeah? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he collected the mm. toilet. So, Chris, go. So, could you could you use Martian soil and human excrement and grow stuff in it? 
It's a bit of a bio question. Yeah. So I would I, I don't really know what Martian soil is composed of. Um, uh, so I, I can't really give a very good answer on that. Okay. It seems like human poo, like if you only use human poo, it would be deficient in some nutrients, right? Yeah. And plants need nitrogen, phosphorus, calcium, like uh, just a range of yeah. things of a certain mixture, uh, urea as well to kind of mix so, it. And I, I think we... I would imagine quite... that, that, that Martian... Did you just cut me off? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Martian soil would be about as sterile as anything you can get. So you can't just yeah. add shit to sand. <laughs> and grow plants you know yeah. what i mean you've got a the soil has to have like as as andy said a lot of other stuff in it yeah you know you know you actually can do that yeah yeah add shit to sand and you grow plants really uh, but the so plants the, may not be very strong is that the major saying? problem with the uh, in the martian is that freeze drying the poo would kill a lot of the bacteria that are involved oh. and they actually play a vital role in the in the plant cycle sure good answer all right, now the third thing that I can think of is um, he uses a thermal electric generator to warm himself up and to power a small automated vehicle. How do you think about sitting in a room with a thermal electric generator? Do you know how a thermal electric generator works? I do, but give me a, give me a bit of a rundown just, just in case uh, the, the viewers out there aren't really aware. So there's a radioactive plutonium source. Mm -hmm. It gives off gamma radiation and it hits something and that makes it hot. Okay. So I suppose I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would prevent you from sitting in a room and having that heat you, heat you I guess, or heat the air around you. The radi is the radiation dangerous at all? Would be shielded? Gamma radiation? Gamma radiation is dangerous. Well, but is no, it gamma radiation isn't biologically damaging. Like alpha radiation is the most biologically damaging because it gets trapped in the body. But mm. gamma passes through the body. But the damage it does cause, if it does cause damage, is much higher. Is that right? Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, there's a less chance of absorption, but it yeah. can cause DNA damage, okay. which would lead to cancer and other mm, things. Because it's yeah. electromagnetic, you can't deflect it with with um, uh, electric fields or magnetic fields. So you'd have to use a lot of lead shielding to prevent the gamma rays just, from getting Just wrap you. yourself in bubble wrap. Yeah. yeah so done. then that wouldn't done. be a very efficient way of, of heating something. All right. And then the last thing for the Martian that I can think of is that towards the end of the movie, when they're trying, when he's, when he's uh, shot off of Mars and he's yep. trying to rejoin with his crew, uh, he is kind of floating in, in space and he wants to propel himself towards the the the, the plane as it goes past. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he makes a small cut into his gloves. Oh yeah, and, and he then he tries to fly like Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, science fiction or science fact? Uh, I think the physics behind that would be sound. Uh, the pressure of the air coming out would propel him forward just like a rocket. So that's Newton's, is that first, second or third law? I can't you remember. tell me, physics man. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So that would, that yep. would be fine. Yep. Uh, and is he uh, controlling himself? Uh, if it's coming out of his hands... Um, that is a lovely shimmy. <laughs> I wish the podcast right, yeah. could pick I, up that shimmy. Don't worry, everyone at home. Uh, according to what Chris just did with his arms, you can do it. Can do it. <laughs> Absolutely, you can do it. My only query would be, I wouldn't be um, 
all that confident that the amount of mass coming out would propel you forward with any any great speed or velocity. That so would if be my concern. If yeah. you've got a, a certain time frame to meet a craft at, which I imagine is very, very tight, I don't know if you'd actually get there. Yeah, so they definitely do mention in the movie about how the velocity difference between the two bodies makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Chris, because one thing that I... Because I, I actually have watched The Martian as well. <gasps> oh, I know. Shit. And one thing I remember seeing was that in one part, there's an accident and he blows out, blows out one of the walls in his little compound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets a bit of tarp and some duct tape. Oh, yeah. And he just seals it up. Now, this... This planet's pretty dusty. So even if there was a hundred percent stickage between the duct tape and everything else, I don't think the tarp would be sufficient to hold the pressure in the the space capsule, whatever he's got up there. Mm. Thoughts? Mm. I I mean, I'm I'm pro duct tape. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon it could do it. <laughs> oh no, I didn't say anything about the duct tape. Oh, I yeah. said the tarp. <laughs> I, no, of course the duct tape would be fine. Clearly, and when Thank that you. happened, I mean, how long did he leave that thing in place? That was the rest of the movie, and everything yeah. was fine. Yeah, so, uh, it was. I would say months. It's a bit difficult to tell, but yeah. I'd say okay. months. Okay, that yeah. might be a little unlikely as well. Yeah. Uh, also, Loz one five seven two also asked. In your science scientist opinions, are we ever going to be able to have magic like Harry Potter? Well, that is a really interesting question because as Arthur C. Clarke said, Ooh. any sufficiently advanced technology is going to be indistinguishable from magic to a primitive mind. Okay. So you must be walking around every day, Chris, yeah, thinking I'm things like Word clouds. When, when people, say, people say, how does that work? I'm just like, space magic. Space magic. Space magic. Space magic. Cameron, uh, are we going to... Oh, sorry. Do you not finish, No, no, no. Chris, you go, bad. Cameron. You go. You go. Well, I've got to... Let, you want me to do the short answer or long answer? Uh, do whichever so, one is most interesting. All right. So that's, of course, the short answer. But I've got every, like, class that Harry Potter oh, took. Oh, God. You're such a nerd. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And so we could go through them and say, like, yeah, possible, not possible. Like, yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Choose, choose, choose some. Choose some. All right. Do it. I'll do, do it now. Right now. Right. Don't stop. Don't charms. even think about it. Charms. Charms class is regular spells. It's like... What's uh, a charm? It's a spell. So it's like uh, Accio, bring some something comes to me. Or there's uh, Expelliarmus, where you make someone's wand fly out of their hand. All right. So Could you, that happen? So you're talking about some sort of... Technological method of for telekinesis. Oh or God, something my, like look, that. Yeah. I've never wanted to bully anyone ever. But when you talk, like oh, this, you Cameron, have, you. Have. I can't help. But I just want to come over and give you a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, charms. Science, science bullying. Yeah. yeah so I, I, what do you reckon? I, yeah, of course. Uh, far enough in the future, if we don't destroy ourselves, we'll have the technology to do that. You're talking Easy. about tractor beam. Yep. That's what yep. you're talking yep. about. Yeah, yep. okay. The manipulation of gravity would, would allow someone to do that? Absolutely, it's possible. All right. I would have said no, but okay. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, potions. Yeah, we got potions all the time. What do you want? Yeah, I drink this stuff called beer and it changes everything. Yep, yep. I'm happy with that. Potions pretty much just like chemicals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. What, what a lot of us do every day. Yep. I took these tablets yep. to make my hairline grow back. You, <laughs> is it working, Japs? Oh, I think you lost those beans. <laughs> <laughs> 
It might be, but it's currently imperceptible. What are you trying to say, Chris? All right, divination. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it's like divining, uh, telling the future. Oh, no, clearly not. Uh, no, yes, that is possible, yeah. What, Chris? You're just, <laughs> you're fucking insane, mate. No, that is definitely uh, de- definitely possible, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can travel uh, faster than the speed of light, you could go back in time. Yeah, and, and that's not possible. No, 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 the, uh, Einstein's theory does uh, leave room for that. If well, you then could, start running. Yeah, no, 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 you've got it. Or if you create a wormhole, a stable wormhole, you could do that, yeah, yeah. Oh, Chris is just going to say yes to all of them. All right, herbology. Which was like the study of plants. Yep, that's possible. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> yeah, possible. That's possible, yep. yep. All right, and the last one right. that I've got is astronomy, Jesus. where they mapped the position of stars. No, you can't yeah. do that shit. What? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you're here to turn this podcast into a farce, and I won't have right. it. There you go. <laughs> Loz one five seven two, brilliant question. Great question. The answer is, uh, yeah, most, yeah, most, most of it. Yeah, most of it. Yep, yeah. all of it. All of it. You're absolutely right. That's really good. Yes, Cameron, fantastic. <laughs> I thought we were just going to go. No, magic's not real. Well done. I'm proud of you. So, thank you, Lee and Loz one five seven two. Thank you very much for your questions. And Keep you can, them coming in on yeah. the forum. Do it. Andymad.net. Yes. So, Potters, our next section in place of a topic is our first ever interview. Ooh. Hmm. Exciting. And here it is. And today I'm joined by Drew Evans. Thanks, Andy. Now, Drew, you're an associate professor at UniSA. Yes. And I looked up your H-index. Uh, I uh, like to start. I know it's so horrible, isn't it? Why? Why do you think we have such a weird kind of number system that we all kind of feel a bit uncomfortable with? I think it's more to do with the fact that we can measure it, right? So just because you can measure it, they clearly you have some statistics on yourself. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the academic game is getting smart, as in go and find the statistics that make you look good and yep. forget the other ones. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the H index is essentially your scientific penis. Uh, right. pretty, pretty close to it. Yeah. Uh, hang on. I think without giving away my H index, I think you're implying something here. That's right. Yeah. Well, yours is bigger than mine, so you got at least that above. So you got a H index of fourteen. And one thing I want to say on the on on the podcast is congratulations. Thank you for for those of you out there. Drew yesterday managed to hit this trifecta of um, awards and grants. So let me just go through those. So yesterday you were you found out or it was released that you were a 2017 ARC Future Fellow. Yes. And that's your, into your research into conducting polymers. Yes, so and you, four-year fellowship. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly at the top level. At so the top at, level? At the, at the highest band of the Future Fellowship. So, yeah, so what does bit. that mean, more money? Uh, yes, in theory, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll wait good. to see the contract. <laughs> yeah, right. Very good. Um, also, you were on the ARC Discovery Project that got up. Yes. And the lead university is, is Adelaide. Adelaide. Yes. Perfect. So that that was that was a surprising one. Why was it surprising? Uh, so this was with good collaborators, been working with for a while at Adelaide, who approached me, what, three weeks before they were due, mm-hmm. talking about wanting to change the scope of what they're doing. Was I interested? So jumped on board. We did a bit of work, yep. sort of last minute sort of stuff. Got the reviewers' comments and they were 
some good, not so good. Yeah. I thought, ah, oh, <laughs> oh, this isn't going well. Yeah, and yeah. then I completely forgot we had the application in. So it wasn't until after all the future fellowships started to settle down, I went, oh, I Shit. should check the website. <laughs> and, and we yeah. got it. And I yeah, contacted yeah. My, my colleagues at Adelaide and said, we got it. And they were just as stunned. They're like, oh, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. So, yeah. Oh, good, yeah. good. And when you didn't think life could get any better, particularly on one day, yep. uh, last night I saw via LinkedIn that you were awarded the BioSA Young Achiever. Yes. Now, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, 36. 36. That's quite young, actually. I was going to say, like, because young yeah. is, is quite, quite a broad topic or quite a broad kind of classification in yes. the academic world. Yeah. For, for a world that is very black and white yeah. and everything's about hard and fast numbers, yeah. um, the definition of what's young is, is rather liberal. Do you feel so, young? Um, to get that award, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I once saw a young... I don't feel young. Well, you're looking very good. Oh, thanks. Um, Because I once saw a a young researchers conference and it was from like 20-something and the cutoff was 45. Yeah. Now, I don't want to be ageist, but maybe at 45, you're not too young. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, I don't think so. Because the the main thing being when you talk about young in in research, you always talk about the challenges that these people have. So they're people at a certain stage of their life, really. Um, So when you go and throw a... 45-year-old professor into the mix and sort of go, uh, you're facing a different challenge to the 27-year-old straight out of their PhD. More of a follicle challenge, like I'm facing right now (laughs) at 31. Back problems. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, Now, the reason we're we're talking today is because um, Nature, the the journal that everyone tries to get into have you how many things have you submitted to, to nature oh uh, well into double digits how many got accepted one yes congratulations <laughs> that's brilliant that's even that is a remarkable statistic i think um but this this kind of month nature has come out with all of these early career um commentary pieces and statistics and it was essentially uh what's it called it says the plight of young scientists yes okay now, you're a young scientist, yep. but you seem to be doing quite well. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know you're doing well when you're on the university's glossy pamphlets. Uh, Your face is everywhere. Yeah, I think that's a, it's an example of make sure you read the fine print on your Yeah, contract. right, right. That, that, it's one of those examples. So how did you get here? What Just very briefly, what's yep. kind of your projection from, let's say you get your PhD. Yeah. What happened after that? Okay, so I'd, I'd probably put a caveat on all of this that I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. So I'm, I'm, I'm an associate professor, you know, supervising and all this kind of stuff. But, um, tomorrow things might change. Sure. Um, so what, in in what way do you think they'll change? Like you'll be off, you'll, you'll be dealt a bad hand or something. How do you think they'll change? No, for me, it's more the putting it into a positive context. So Mm. the, the, Biggest thing that I've realized in the scientific world is there's just opportunities all over the place. Right. And so all of a sudden, something new will come up. Yeah. Um, you'll discover something new. You'll meet someone. You'll do this. You'll do that. And you'll be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And just new things happen. Mm-hmm. And that that's, it takes a while. And, and as you go through as an early career researcher, don't become too jaded at the system because there's so many opportunities. Right. You know, so I... I did my PhD mm-hmm. and at, at ANU, at the end of my PhD, classic question from the supervisors, what do you want to do? 
the thing being, so I was offered postdocs through Sweden, Germany to apply for fellowships. So do you think at this stage in your life, were you in a situation to accept these international scholarships? I mean, no. with like, you know, your family and wife, because I mean, this yeah, is tough now. These are big questions and it's not a trivial move. No. And that, that was the biggest thing. I had at the time a one month old and ah. a mortgage. And a mortgage. Well and, and so that was very clearly stated by my wife. Yeah. No, we're not going overseas. We're staying in Australia. Yeah. Um, so I made the decision, I'm going to find a job in industry. I, I was rather naive at the time, not realizing that maybe it was going to be difficult. Yeah. Had you got into industrial contacts at that point or were you going in into it just blind as a newbie? I, I thought I was going in blind. Yeah. Um, what I didn't realize was through my PhD, I got involved with a cooperative research center. Oh, okay. And through that, it wasn't the industry contacts. It mm -hmm. was actually the people in the CRC. So one of the senior guys in the CRC gave me a lot of career advice and so on. And I put him as a reference on my on my CV and my yeah. job applications. Yeah. Just happened to be that the jobs I applied for, they knew that guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, classic Australian exactly, sort yeah. of story. Yeah. Um, and it was they just went, oh Rod, yeah, we know Rod. We'll give him a call. Ask what this guy's really like. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. But the the other side of it, I told my supervisors, yeah, I'll go to industry. Yeah. And the crickets and, uh, and the, <laughs> you know, the cicadas playing in the background. It's like, yeah. oh, did I just say the wrong thing? Um, so I went to industry. Mm -hmm. I worked in four years in industry. And what industry? Uh, private R&D company. So this was okay. a company developing new types of laser printers and inkjet printers. Okay. Now, coming from, let's say, an academic environment where you're given a lot of freedom to explore what you're, you know, I hesitantly use this word, but passionate about, yes. right? Um, how, how did you feel the change was going then to an industry where potentially the research didn't tickle you in the same way as your PhD yeah. research? What? Uh, what I found was is it created other opportunities. Okay. So what I've learned that scientists and engineers, they're mm -hmm. used to using their brains. Yeah. When they get bored, they find other things to do. Sure. So what I ended up doing was to say, okay, here's my job. Here's what I need to do. But I'm going to talk to that person as well. Mm -hmm. Talk to that person, find mm -hmm. out what they're doing, put forward some ideas about how we might change things. And yeah. then you turn the job from what you're employed to do into what you yeah. want to do. Yeah, good. Um, and so that all went well. The beautiful thing about working in industry was is I worked for a company that was trying to do big things. Mm -hmm. So my claim to fame, I was a PhD that for probably a fair chunk of a few weeks was in the full um, safety gear shoveling uh, resin into plastic bags for storage. Oh, how <laughs> so I was a glorified cleaner yeah, and labourer. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that wow. was good. Uh -huh. um, but the other thing was, is they were trying to do big things. So right. I had uh, doing karaoke and drinking sake with the vice president of research for mm -hmm. Seiko Epson, mm -hmm. um, traveling through Japan and yeah. so on, doing some things that so I never So there are a lot of doors open to you, even at a, say, entry-level research position. One day you're shoveling yeah. this resin, yeah. and the next day you're traveling around Japan. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. So those opportunities come up. Yeah. Um, then as that progressed, so I was there for four years, mm -hmm. I would claim that we did such a good job, that's why the owners decided to sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, so they shipped it off 
uh, overseas. You they really were, are, Mr. Positivity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's just say at the time, so sure. I was part of the last round of retrenchment. Yeah. Um, dismantling a business and shredding the confident confidential documents mm-hmm. and so on, and putting the greys online stickers on yeah. on all the yeah. items yeah. is not fun. No, it's I probably bet. the most depressing mm. <laughs> place I've ever been. Yeah. Um, but then I transitioned back to academia. Right. So I got a job at UniSA. Yeah. That was the toughest thing. Not going from my PhD to industry, right. but questioning what is this university life going to be like? Yeah. Because so, you've experienced it as a student. Yes. And now, at what level did you enter UniSA? Uh, so I entered as a research fellow. Okay. Okay. So yeah. the, I was in industry for four years. Mm-hmm. The project I got employed onto was a research project with industry. Mm-hmm. So they recognized my industry time as something useful yep. rather than having to start at the the, the, the bottom, bottom postdoc again. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And within five years at, at UniSA, you've made it up to associate professor. Yeah. Or ass prof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a professional ass. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, it, it, look, I, and I said this to quite a few people. So, early on when I joined UniSA, mm-hmm. I did what they call the Early Career Researcher Development Program. Yeah. It's a program, great program. But at the time, you just have successful senior academics come through once a month and tell you about their career. Yeah. And it goes something like, I did my PhD. I ran into this person in the lab. They gave me a couple of million dollars. Then I did uh, this. Then, then yeah, I was able yeah, yeah. to do this. Then Nature asked me to write a single author paper. And yeah. and now I'm running a university. And you just, every ECR goes, oh. Shit. <laughs> Oh, and so yeah. did you have to work much? And they go, oh, I was doing 80-hour weeks and I was working late nights. And you just mm-hmm. go, I don't want to do that. Yeah. What yeah. I realized was um, in my stupid uh, positivity mode, yep. you just work. Mm-hmm. And then one day you're getting emails from the organizer saying, can you come in and give a talk to the ECRs about sure, <laughs> your career? Sure. Yeah. You go, shit, how did I end up here? Uh-huh. So, so you're talking like slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. Just keep- Doing what you do, and, you'll be, and obviously, I mean, it's kind of like anything. You do do what you do, do yeah. it well, yeah. and you'll be recognised. Yes. Well, in part, yes, mm-hmm. but so there are a lot of people out there doing very similar things. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe they're not doing your exact science, but in terms of the world population, they're still scientists. Yeah. And you think about. Next time you write a paper and you do your literature review or your mm-hmm. literature searching, you think how many PDFs you come across. Yeah. Now go and throw one more PDF into the big sea of things. Yeah. No one's going to read your stuff. Yeah. Unless you tell them to read it. Sure. So it's no longer a case of just head down, bum up, work hard, mm-hmm. and you'll get recognised. You You've have to be- strike that balance of yeah. telling people about what you do without going, look at me, look at without me. Without being the cocky asshole in the room. Yeah, because no one likes them. No, no one likes them at um, all. No. They, admittedly, yeah. some of those people are very successful, yeah. but no one likes them. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, won't say, we won't mention any names. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Well, we don't have long enough to say. <laughs> yeah, very good. So that's, that's your career in a snapshot. In a, in a, in a, quick, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Snapshot? Snapshot, nutshell. Yeah. The same. Yeah. Same, 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 same. Yep. Um, now, we were talking about this Nature Journal. Yes. And the special edition that um, did this, the plight of, of uh, scientists, of, of early career scientists, and they had titles such as 
young scientists under pressure, what the data show, and young, talented, and fed up scientists tell their stories. Now, one of your contacts on LinkedIn shared this. Yes. And it was your comment on LinkedIn that really spurred this, this, um, I'm hesitant to say interview, but this chat. Um, And so can you just share with us your kind of response to the sharing of of this article? And the article was along the lines of it's tough for ECRs. um, And and what was, what's your thoughts around that? Yeah, so generally, yes, completely agree. Things are tough for ECRs, but... So my comment basically went around the lines of there's too much negativity mm-hmm. around young and early career researchers. Right. Having transitioned from academia back uh, to academia yeah. from industry, I'd have to say that academia is a far more secure place to work mm-hmm. than industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely know mm-hmm. that that pisses people off. That when will you get, say that. When I say that. Yeah. Um, and, and so to put that into context... I get a contract at the university. Mm-hmm. Now, I admit some people are getting contracts for, say, two months, mm-hmm. and that, that's just nuts. Mm-hmm. But you know when it ends. So I you sat, can prepare? You is can that what prepare. You mean? You, right. Now, it, it is tough, and it, and it does dwell on you that, oh, no, I've only got 362 days left. Oh, I better start. I should start looking. Know, start looking. Yeah. Conversely, I worked in an environment where we were working 80-hour weeks. Yeah being told by the senior boss that if we did that, we'd hit the milestones and everybody body would be okay. Yeah. Yet at three o'clock every Friday afternoon, someone's desk phone would ring mm. and that was go up and see the CEO. Here's your white envelope. Don't bother coming Monday. Yeah. Now, now so, so academia- that's a tough environment oh, to, hell to, yeah. to work in. Because no one answers their phone on a Friday afternoon. Sure. Especially when you start playing practical jokes, calling other people's phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, the- the whole thing about young researchers and early career researchers is just from the negative. Everybody's just in Everyone's this. Everyone's down. I, I liken to we're a flock of doves and we're all doing that circle of death out at oh, sea. No, don't say we're doing the circle <laughs> of death. <laughs> because we're just spurring each other on. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because it is pretty awesome. It, so a colleague of of yours and ours um, made a really good comment. He was complaining about his old job one day with the receptionist there. And the receptionist piped up and said, you get to go to work every day and do something you like. Mm. Do you really think I get up and say, yes, admin, admin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's all about perspective. Yeah, yeah. Now, some would say that that your perspective comes from a position of privilege and science really at the moment, and I know it's changing, but science really selects for white, male, attractive, outgoing. (laughs) I I thought I'd (laughs) slip that one in there. But outgoing scientists. I mean, I think one thing I've, I've known you since the beginning of my PhD. And one thing I know about you, even from back then, is that we can have a chat. Yes. We can have a chat and it's great and it's fun. And I don't feel like I'm talking to an academic. Okay, so do you? What about those people out there that don't hit all of those perfect kind of boxes that are finding yeah. it tough? So do you think that your your position is just slightly skewed by having the right combination of stuff, yeah. and being rewarded by that? So, yeah, I, there is an element of luck, mm. uh, absolutely, and and certainly the position I'm in now 
people are listening to what I say and go, oh, yeah, but you're a middle-aged white man <laughs> and, and you've just won a future fellowship. So, of course, yeah. you think everything's great. The flip side is, as I was saying exactly the same thing six years ago, no one was it's just no one gave a shit and listened to me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's one of the things. I guess the other thing being, though, that while so I'm not female mm-hmm. that I know of, um, and I admit that is that is one of the biggest biggest challenges around yeah. the, the gender equity and, and the problems there. Mm-hmm. But I had a career inter- career interruption of four years. Yeah. I didn't publish anything. I think I went to one conference and that was in the time when the company retrenched someone so they had some leftover money to send me to a conference. Sure. Um, so I was out of academia. Yeah. And I walked into an industry project where we were under confidentiality and I couldn't publish. Mm. Another comment that I saw recently was that you had been told when you first started that working with industry is essentially a career killer. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Now, when you first arrived at UniSA, was it straight into the industry stuff? Yes. Okay, so once again, a lot of IP around that. Yep. So how did you make it a, not a career killer? <laughs> so... It was really around the the idea that, and so my boss said to me on day one, right, your job is to somehow grow the research side of things, yeah. free us up so we can actually publish some stuff. Okay. Because we're academics and if we don't publish, it doesn't matter how much money you bring from industry, yeah. you don't have a job. So it was getting creative about how you do the industry work, mm-hmm. but then maybe spin off some extra samples, do yeah. some measurements that mean nothing for industry, yeah. but actually mean something in the academic context. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started to grow that capacity. Okay, so almost having two streams. Almost. One, to, one to and a one. half streams. Well, right, okay, yeah. And <laughs> we we cross streams. Exactly. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> and is that allowed in Australia? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Okay, good. Yeah, cross your streams. So, and and the, the irony is that all that stuff we did on the side yeah. is what industry lines up for now. Right. Right. Um, so that that there, there's some merit in just doing those things on the side because mm-hmm. you never know where they'll go. Yes. Yeah. Now, in your position here, you've got a, a sort of a, a research group. Yes. Is that so? How many people do you have in your research group? Well, it ranges anywhere from twenty to thirty people. Right. I mean, uh, now that is a significant. Oh, group. that's huge. That's ridiculous. I mean, for oh, someone who's what five years into an, an academic position after your industry yeah. hiatus, yes, um, that's a massive group. Yes. Now, is that a group you put together yourself from the start, or is it something that you've been trusted with? Uh, a, a bit of both. Okay. So I'm I'm fortunate to have a really good boss. Well, I mean, we both have yeah. a really good boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. who he he is about growing other people to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so his line is, "Is I'm training people to take my job." Uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah. And so when I yeah, start, the question is though, would anyone want that job? No, I told it him. Looks- <laughs> he said that last night, and I said yeah. to him, "Luckily, no one wants your job." Uh, yeah, that's right. You looked horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the when I started, yeah, I was one of five people mm. in the group, mm-hmm. and two of those people were from industry. So at the end of the project, they left. Yeah. So there was only a couple of us, yeah. and it was just pick up an intern student here or a PhD student here, then then apply for this grant to get another person. And then that started to snowball. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the, the typical comment is we need to plan for winning all of our funding because if we win everything, yeah. we have to employ even more people. Yeah. 
Um, so even that is turning it into a, a positive mm-hmm. rather than saying, oh, I've got a, two discoveries in a linkage, a fellowship, um, industry grants. I hope one of them pays off. You yeah. go, what if I get all of them? Uh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is MDMA a, a, a requirement to be like that all the time? Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It seems like you've got this this unlimited energy for positivity. I mean, yeah. surely there must be times in your career where you've just gone, fuck. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And, and I have them regularly. Okay. I maybe don't expose that to exactly to the group, and the it's group. not. It's, yeah. yeah, there's, there's no. So, for example, to... if I have a meltdown, uh-huh. I'm not going to go and round up the PhD students, and go and have a beer and talk about it. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll it'll be behind closed doors, but yeah. Probably the best thing is the the culture of the people around you. Mm-hmm. Find good people and work with them. Yeah. Because when you do have meltdowns. They're the people you talk to and everybody works through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas if you work with dicks, then they don't care. <laughs> no, they they don't. really don't care. And, no. and I've seen it all too often. Yeah. So for me, it's having great people around you, yeah. um, treating everybody with respect yeah. and so on. And the science is actually the easy bit. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. It'll mm-hmm. work. Yeah. You'll get rejected from papers, but who cares? Like yeah. from yeah. journals, who yeah. cares? It'll get published somewhere. Yeah. So I've got, for example... I give talks and one of our papers, it's now published a couple of years ago, been cited 90 times. Mm-hmm. People go, oh my God, that's awesome. So I tell them the story about how it got rejected 12 times yeah, right, and it took right. us 13 months to get it published. Yeah. And people go, oh, yeah, oh, okay. Like, oh, it was tough. Oh, it oh, was. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's those, because you, if someone says, tell us about your career, you don't go through and say, well, I had a shit day this day and uh-huh. this didn't work and uh-huh. this didn't work. You Absolutely. just pick out the highlights and it yes. makes you look awesome. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And there we have every academic introduction to a talk. Exactly. Yeah, these people look like absolute gods, but what exactly what they don't tell you are the like 90% of grants they didn't get or the 400 times of their papers have been rejected. Exactly. So, no, that's, that's, yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. that's some excellent advice. Um, I was going to actually ask you if you had any advice for ECRs, but you've already done it. Well, I guess more. Is there anything else you want to add? Absolutely. The the advice at the moment is is that what the life stage or the the stage of life ECRs are at now is very different to what ECRs were a few decades ago. Yeah. So the number of people I see now, and I was one of them, married or at least having a partner. Yeah, yeah. Potentially kids, Uh mortgages, Uh and those kind of things that ties you to. Think smart about your career. It's not so easy to say, yeah, I'm going to Germany for 12 months and I don't know what happens after that, but I'm gone. Yeah. And you and you have no one else looking to you for for support, like mm-hmm. a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that changes it. So I would say in academia, it's probably, if you can't get flexibility in your work in academia, then you're stuffed because nowhere yeah. else is going to give it to you. No, no. So I drop the kids at school pretty much every day. Yeah. If I need to duck out to pick them up from school because yep. my wife's working, I can do that. Yeah. Um, if there's a bit of work that I need to do, I can do that in the evening on my laptop mm-hmm. as long as I don't get out of control. Yep. Most evenings there's a glass of wine watching TV. Yeah, nice. Um, so make your job what you want. Mm-hmm. Don't get stuck in this idea that oh, I just have to be in the lab and I've got to pump out a hundred papers and yeah. then my supervisor, my boss will really like it and yeah. then I'll get a job and then I'll be a professor and everything's okay. Yeah, actually, don't make it what you want. Have fun. 
mm-hmm. and then think about a career path that maybe isn't just becoming a professor. Yeah. I never thought I'd get to where I am now. Yep. And that's probably the only reason I am You're where right. I am Yeah, now. that's right. Yeah, I guess if you were to stress straight after your PhD, you, I mean, you'd burn yourself out. Oh, you'd hell become, yeah. And also you, because you would burn yourself out, you'd become incredibly negative. Yeah, um, uh, I know. And it's unfortunate. I know a lot of people like that. Good friends that are like that. Yeah. They are just so jaded about the whole process. Mm-hmm. And oh, that that's not good. That's You don't have your mojo. Nothing's, no, no, exactly. Nothing's going to work. If you don't have your mojo. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Well... Drew, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Andy. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure and good luck with all of the money. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that you'll have some sort of bath in all the money at some point. Is that the way it works? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, in terms of uh, digital money in, in some fictitious account somewhere, maybe a, an e-bath or something an like that. An e-bath, I like it. We should patent that. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks very much, Drew. Cheers, Andy. So, gentlemen... Christopher, you're not looking. Oh, oh I'm listening. Well, we, we now know what it sounds like when Chris doesn't speak for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's lovely. No wonder your wife likes you coming out to do podcasting. I went to the, I went to, I went to the loo. Um, so that is what Drew Evans thinks yeah. of great, ECRs. Great interview, Andy. Great work, Andy. So great either, work, either I didn't listen properly or you never actually said Drew Evans' H-index. H-index? No, we did. 14. 14. Cameron Shearer, what did you think? Well, so I think, uh, uh, firstly, I just wanted to say, uh, fuck him. <gasps> oh, I love it. <laughs> love it. Why, Cameron Shearer? Why? Uh, uh, and, of course, at the same time, I'm very happy for him. I, I don't think I've ever actually felt genuine jealousy for someone, say, in the same career stage as us before. Yeah. <clears throat> I often oh, perhaps yeah. am more jealous of people much more advanced than us, yeah. kind of thinking, how did they get there? Yeah, I think that's more my thinking than to see him. But does this mean that he's just exceptional? Is he exceptional? Is that why he's much more successful than us? Well, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't look at obviously his age index or anything. Uh, yeah. he just seems like a he's got a nice guy. 50, Fifty-three publications on <laughs> Scopus <laughs> and one thousand one hundred and seventeen sites on Scopus. Oh, so, that's pretty good. Yeah, that yeah, good. yeah, pretty good. Pretty good by any standard. Yeah. Um, considering as well, if I don't think if you look at the number of years he's been publishing in academia, because you were saying like you actually take four out of there, yeah, four years. Yeah. I think I think he's probably only got four or five years um, actual academic publication. Mm. Um, so that's pretty impressive uh, for such a relatively short period of time. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Good. Uh, yeah. It's just um, like it was a nice uh, perspective coming from them, and maybe it is true that we have it a lot better than than what we. Uh, seem to think yeah mm-hmm. uh and uh, i think we are often just too negative we kind of get in these uh, moaning circles and just complain in it complain yep. around and i think that's true we yeah. don't know what it's like to have a real job <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and also it was really great uh that his boss said that he was training his his replacement mm. uh and i think that that's that would that's that's just brilliant by him um, and I think there is that gap kind of between the early mid-career researcher and his boss mm-hmm. that, well, it's hard to get the stepping stone. Like how, how can we get to there? Yeah. Um, and yes, definitely. I mean, one thing I was going to ask you, Andy, was do you know a, a few stats about the what, what are the chances of getting a, 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 you know, a permanent academic position? I'm sure you said something about yeah, that. Yeah, so... 
there was a study that came out in it was published in a i think the royal society of chemists or something mm. in the uk and uk graduates and we have to assume that australia is similar mm. but of all the phd students that graduate 0.46 percent of them actually continue on to full-time academic uh, professor level staff members yeah, so I think that would explain why the the moaning just drowns out any un, any other kind of opinion. Yeah, it, it just has to because you've got ninety nine point five percent of people who want permanent academic positions probably will be unable to get them. Yep, and so naturally there's going to be a lot of complaining and 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 whinging perhaps or you know however you want to call it. Yeah. So that that opinion the, the opinion that the the Drew's putting forward is always going to sound. Um, you know, to, to, to most people who can't get the position is always going to sound a bit confrontational. Well, thank you very much, Drew Evans, for allowing us, well, me, to interview him. Yeah, no, yeah. it was a good, good well different perspective. Good. It made me really think about the good things we have as well. You know, that was good. Yeah. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And today, the science this topic is... Drumroll. Oh, that's a very tight drumroll. Courtship. And this is from a member of our forum who did last week as well. So thanks, Adam. Andy Matt on it. Blanche, Blancherama. Thanks very much, Adam. Thank you, Blanche. So, courtship, and he had in brackets, like how to attract someone but courtship I, uh, I thought I'd okay. open it up courtship in any of its forms yep so mm. who wants to go first alright so when when you say courtship I yes. think tennis <laughs> <laughs> sport reference we haven't had a sport oh, reference for ages yeah. Cameron well yeah. done woohoo yeah. here we go <laughs> yeah, yeah. no I've got nothing else on that actually well done <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, I don't. I, I reckon um, I go far beyond whatever crap Chris has got prepared. <laughs> so we'll let him get That's his obvious. Statement. We'll That's let him get his statement. obvious things out of the way, and then uh, oh, okay. Andy and I'll right. bring it home. I'll go. Right. Right. Um, so courtship to me is kind of a. It's a bit of an oldie worldy term. Oldie um, worldy from your from your oh, era from my, from my era. So for me, that's a fairly formal way of meeting a, a partner. You yeah, know, courting. Yes. Did you court? Um, I guess, I guess, in the modern parlance, did I you go to a milk bar? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, there were corner shops and there were milk bars. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and you'd, your you'd share a milkshake with your sweetheart. Oh, yep. but you wouldn't touch lips. Yep, no, no, no but you'd no. touch straws. Oh, touching sexy. the same milk. You fucking... Is that is that the thing? Ooh, yep. Yeah. yep. Did you lick that straw? Yeah, me too. Mm. <laughs> go on, Chris. <laughs> Feel a bit sick now. Um, so. What would I do? So in courtship, I always think it's not just the 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 woman or the man, you know, de- depending what you're into, that that you're trying to um, woo. There you go. That's an oldie worldie uh, word <laughs> as well. Stop using oldie wordy. When you're going to pitch woo, that's a that's a term. Yeah. I thought a woo was a was another name for a vagina. That's a woo woo. Oh right. I'm pleased we. Oh, I've never heard that before. A woo woo. Yeah. Idiot. Anyway, so uh, when you're going to um, uh, court a young lady or young man, you know, whatever. Uh, you also want to get in good with the parents. You do. Ooh. That is very important. Okay. Very, very important. You want, particularly, you know, in the oldie worldie, you want the father 
yes. to be, if, you know, if you're a bloke, you want the father to approve of you and so he's all right, all right, all right. you yeah. can... You can. Uh, this date goes my back daughter. to tennis. Yeah, you yeah. beat you, you beat the, you beat her father at tennis. No, no, you would not do that. No, no, no. You want them to respect you, but also feel a little bit superior to you. Anyway, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but since we live in the modern world with computers, <laughs> I'm also going to use those. <laughs> so what I'm going to do right. is I am going to determine the best possible match. Uh, with 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 some woman using uh, a computer algorithm. I'm really <laughs> look. I tell you what, Chris, and I really, I think they'd really appreciate being referred to as some woman. Some female. But the algorithm doesn't know. The algorithm doesn't That's know. Right, doesn't yeah. know. So it's looking at um, you know uh, what they're interested in, how mm. compatible we are, you know, all that sort of thing. Uh, do they like? Would that? Would they be physically attracted to me? Obviously, you're talking and about a dating stuff. website. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but here's <laughs> the difference: right. I download my consciousness no, <laughs> into the internet, and I internet stalk a variety of ladies using Facebook, Tinder, MySpace, uh, Doesn't exist. Twitter. Reddit and all those things. Reddit isn't a good portal for that. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> the ones Everyone's anonymous yeah. on Reddit. And then I, uh, using my my sentient um, algorithm, there's basically me. I go out and I stalk. I find out all this information. Yes. And then I also find out information on their parents. This is very what they fucked like, up. What they don't like, and then oh, I've once I've so gathered many movies all with this, this plot. information, <laughs> yeah, this is it's like a future movie. And then uh, using that information, I would engineer a situation where we would meet um, and then obviously impress them um, using and all this obviously information. obviously impress them. And then also impress their parents when I, when but, I meet them. But not too much. Uh, well, enough that they would consider me a potential candidate. And, um, and there you go. That's it. So that well you, done. You just described catfishing, I think. Um, what's that? That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, I don't know what it is either. Oh, it's where you fake that you're someone else in order to... Oh, uh, on, online. online. Oh, I would not be faking my, myself. I, w- I would be accumulating this information and then using that to meet them in real life. I wouldn't be pretending to be someone else on the internet and then, go, and then you know, not meeting them for six or seven months and eventually trying to ask them for money. I wouldn't be doing that. Because isn't that what catfishing is really about? That's eventually what they well, do. I think it's just to be mean to people. No, no I'm, I'm doing this to, to make the love of my life. So, yeah. There you go. Beat right. that, guys. I'm so pleased you, you guys are going to be coming yeah. up right. I, I on that one. I trust your ability to science this, so let me go next. Um, uh, so, what I'm doing is, look, what, when I was younger... Oh, I wasn't walking around slaying Tang like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> See, that's lingo, you know, Chris. That's the lingo. Do you know what I mean, mate? You Tang, know what I mean? Tang's an orange drink. <laughs> kind of. If it's orange, you're doing it wrong. That's a but, powdered orange drink for my day. <laughs> you slaying that? Jesus. I'm slaying Tang, Chris. <laughs> uh, right, so I, was, I wasn't much of a ladies' man. Mm, I'll I be believe honest. that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll yep. be honest, I wasn't walking around. I was too busy. Wanting to touch boobs and yeah. not being able to. Making so. fun of Harry Potter fans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Harry Potter. You stung Cameron bad. <laughs> I know. I Are you crying, Cameron? Um, you just wait. <laughs> so. But I feel like now I'm, I'm not 
better, but I just know more mm. about like about people. Can I weigh so in? I, Could I just just weigh in? You're definitely not better. That's true. <laughs> Chris, I'm <like. laughs> Just thought I'd weigh in there. So, but you only have to you only have to be successful once. Mm. Easy. Yep. Okay. So. Yep. Now I feel like I've got more tools and more knowledge to be able to slay more tang. All right. So you want to be an old guy going after young women? So what I'm doing <laughs> is I'm being an old man. Oh, Jesus. But I'm getting very good cosmetic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your 30-year-old Andy's brain yeah. inside the face and hair yeah. of what are like you, 18, 19, 18 year 18, old Andy? 19, okay. Andy. Just make yeah. yourself a robot body, man. Do it. Or clone, a clone Chris, body. Chris, we've got to keep Fuck. this realistic. And- <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a list there of the cosmetic surgery that's required? On me, yeah, I didn't have enough space on a page, <laughs> piece of paper to list all the things. I'd get my nose done first. Okay, my nose is quite pointy, but that's my nose. My nose doesn't look old, does yeah. it? No, it doesn't. If you like a my list, of, if you like does. a list of things you want changed, I'll give you one after. All right, thanks very much, Chris. <laughs> Maybe just put it on Facebook. And everyone can add to it. Um, <laughs> so weird. what I was saying is that's what I would do, but of course that's not sciencing it. That's just saying how I would trick young people in having sex with old Andy. Yeah, a little so, uncomfortable with the That's term not really trick. courting, I don't think. No, either. it's not courting. No. You're right. What we're doing is we're getting a mentoring system going, right? <laughs> Where men oh, are mentoring okay. younger people and we're measuring the success rate yeah. of this. So you've got your control group where they've got no input from older mentors and they just, they're out and they're just having sex with each other and you say, right, how, what, what number of sexual things are going on? Okay. Then you've got your, your, your investigative group. Okay. Where they're getting mentoring from older people that feel like they've got more worldly knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, mm-hmm. they're, um, sort of yeah mentoring these people and you're seeing okay what amount of them are successfully courting mm. okay and mm. leading to intercourse mm. i think mm. is yeah. how you measure it yeah mm. okay i thought it'd be interesting because you get a group of males so you want each of us to try this out no chris <laughs> would be very scary <laughs> But I was thinking, would there be an in- would there be a difference between if you took a group of adult males as mentors and a group of adult females as mentors? Ah, to the young male. To the young males. Okay, yeah. Who do you think would do better? Ooh. I think the female would because I think old males are as Gross. dumb <laughs> <laughs> as young males. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's what my but that, would, that would be a very interesting scientific experiment. Yeah, if it could get past ethical. Fuck that. <laughs> and we also, don't need no ethics here. And how many of these young eighteen-year-old men mm. are telling the truth about their success rate with courtship? Well, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> or you just divide so, by like, divide by like five. <laughs> you get the actual number. Um, very so good. yeah, so that's how I would. How you are right. science? Yeah, that's a nice psychological mm. experiment. That's Thank adequate. You. That's adequate. adequate. All right. Shall I science this? Go on, Cameron. <laughs> I'm excited for it. All right. So I've looked to the animal kingdom. Oh, of course you have. 
Alright, and the first thing has a very nice note. Uh, so I'm just going to make myself uh, more attractive, which will help in the f- initial stages of courtship. Okay. Alright, so the first thing is I'm going to be doing some peacocking. Nice. So I'm going to make myself look <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And so like a peacock, I will How wear- much money do you have? Plenty. Okay, Limitless, <laughs> good. limitless time and limitless money. Uh, and so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get there to get the attention. And so for me, I'm going to peacock by showing off my sports skills. Oh, God. So I'll just be walking around, catching a ball, uh, I don't know, <laughs> bouncing a basketball between my legs, that kind of thing. Can I weigh in? I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I used to have a boss. He used to pa- practice his golf swing while he was speaking to me. Oh, oh you think that he guy. was peacocking He at was you. peacocking me. <laughs> we know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but that's not the only thing I've got from the animal kingdom. Of course. I'm also going to pheromones. Yeah. So pheromones are a smell uh, or a chemical that some animals put out, which will then induce the opposite sex to want to mate with them. Arousal. Chris, shut up. (laughs) You make me sick. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Arousal. All right, so I'm I'm getting... uh, all the animal pheromones, and I'm just spraying them everywhere on me like cologne. <laughs> from, 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 from all kinds of animals. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, get them all in. He's got like Scum. dogs humping him, <laughs> birds fucking his head. But I'm not just going to rely. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, yeah, ladies. It's all part of peacocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not just relying on smell. I'm also going for cuticular pheromones. Ooh, I do not know what, what the that hell means. Is that? All right, so those, these are special pheromones from some animals where they actually press them onto their mate. Ooh, oh, nice. with what? Well, with their finger. I'm going to have small needles like the Tour de France riders used to have to just slightly jab the drugs into the into their skin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And you're jabbing that into other people. And you guys yeah. think mine potential, was dodgy. Potential. You're not <laughs> tricking women and you're drugging them. <laughs> I'm science in courtship, Chris. All right. So, I mean, so all those plans... They probably won't work yeah. mm, uh, mm. because pheromones actually haven't been shown to work on humans. There's been a bunch of studies on doing it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so what? the next thing I'm going to do is kind of rely on uh, some kind of choice. So if the only choice is me, <laughs> my success rate at courtship is much it's higher. Is 100%. Yeah, so I'm just going to kill all of them. <laughs> You're killing us all. Oh, fair enough. All right. So I had a look at male-only diseases, and I'm uh, somehow transporting uh, prostate cancer to everybody. Apart from you. Yeah, apart from me. Yeah. yeah I'll have the antidote. <laughs> and so let's hope that that would work for me, but I do yeah. have a second plan. Excellent. Uh, so say if I kind of, you know, I'll get a, a focus group together and they'll say, no, nah, prostate cancer killing all other men. That's a bit it's too a bit far. Like, yeah. Even if you did that, no other choice, we still wouldn't allow you to court us. Yeah. Uh, so I had a look at other male-only diseases, uh, and so I would actually just give everyone uh, male patent baldness. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you, Cameron Shearer. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You'd have guaranteed success then. Yeah. 
Okay. And then I just return back to the peacocking and uh, like surely it. bouncing be, your I ball like around. It. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so there's a sea of bald men everywhere, yep. Yep. and you're just bouncing balls around. No, no, my peacocking then would just be I'd have like a comb over. I'd, <laughs> I'd you know, I'd have a fringe. Yeah. <laughs> I can can have a fringe. It just takes me longer to grow one. (laughs) The man with hair in a world of bald men is king. Exactly. Well, look. Exactly. I've had a taste of that, and I can say it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well done. Very good. Very good. Don't science that. Don't forget, you'd be drugging women as well with your needles, Cameron. Don't forget that too. (laughs) Music is provided by the Adelaide-based band Voice Rum, who happen to be excellent. Yes. Check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, like our Facebook page, join in the forum, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. AndyMatter.net. AndyMatter.net. Cameron. You were just listening to Publish Parish or Podcast, brought to you this week by our future sponsor, uh, 20th Century Fox, who I think produced the movie The Market. (laughs) Very good, very good. Uh, Now Andy can't cut the Martian bit. No. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know I was planning on going? Oh, you bastards. (laughs) Cameron, I don't often say it, but that was brilliant. (laughs) I was going to cut that. Brilliant. brilliant, All right, final farewell. Yes, yes, it's all brilliant. Yes, well done. Um, Final farewell, chaps. Ciao from Gibbo. Haha, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>